20th week of NFL football and the Bengals are one of only eight teams still playing as the Bengals will travel down to Nashville on Saturday at 4:30 to take on the Tennessee Oilers um, in the divisional round of the playoffs. It's, it, you know, I, I've been thinking about this all week. It is so weird to think that it is January 20th today, the day we're recording this, and the Bengals are still playing football. How many mock drafts would you have completed by now in a normal season for the past couple okay, of years? Okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna put this in perspective. I've already done about 20 mock drafts right now, right now. So um, like a hundred. A hundred. At least a hundred if the Bengals hadn't made the playoffs. At least a hundred. Because at this time last year, we were deep. We were our we already shoulder. We were, we were shoulder deep in uh, in mock draft talk last year. This time, yeah, yeah, we were, and it feels pretty damn good to not be in. Yeah, no, I I, I like playoff talk a hell of a lot more than uh, <laughs> than uh, mock draft talk. I think we all do. I think we all do. Big game this week. Um, we will talk a lot about what we expect to see on Saturday as we go. Um, through this episode, just a couple of news-related things to tick through, um, some of them relating to player avail- availability on Saturday. Um, Zach Taylor says Trey Hendrickson is uh, has cleared concussion protocol, so we will see him on Saturday in Tennessee. Um, looks like it's looking good for them to get back Stanley Morgan and Josh yeah. Tupo on Saturday, which is really big. And the Bengals signed two defensive tackles, uh, this week in the wake of the Larry Joby injury. Um, Zach Kerr, they signed off the Arizona practice squad. Um, expect him to be active on Sunday and, and play some snaps. And then Doug Costin was signed to the practice squad and could potentially be elevated for Saturday's game um, against the Titans. So, yeah, so, uh, so all around. Yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like the two depth signings on the D-line. Now, this is crazy. Doug Costin was an undrafted free agent this year for the Jaguars. PFF graded him as a top 25 out of all qualified players for stopping the run. Very interesting. So why in the world are the Jags getting rid of that man? I don't think the Jags know how to evaluate any talent. Um, yeah, but he was top 25. I And I heard this on a podcast, so don't take, you know, I, I'm just, it's, you know, kind of a secondary source. Um Someone did, someone did say that. So, um, 
I, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, Zach Taylor in his press conference today, you said it. Um, Josh Tupo and Stanley Morgan are trending towards the right direction of playing. Um, and Josh Tupo is going to be big this week because he's a bigger guy. Uh, he can't really pa- or, uh, you know, pass the rusher. Rush the, rush the pas- passer. Wow. Can't even say that. Good Lord. Um, geez, I feel like uh, I feel like you with the Saturday Sunday mix up right now. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he he can't really pass or rush the passer. Oh, oh my gosh. god! And um, I feel like I've had like a couple white claws right now. Holy crap! But uh, yeah, so it's gonna be nice to have Stanley. Mor- yeah, it's gonna be nice to have Stanley Morgan back too for the special teams. That's gonna yeah. be big this week. Yeah, I feel like he was definitely a presence. You know, not that the special teams suffered from it last week because $14 million a year gunner Trey Waynes filled in admirably. But Stanley Morgan, after the Jordan Evans injury and Seathan Carter leaving a couple of years ago, is probably the Bengals' best uh, special teamer that they have left. So going to be really big if they are able to get him back. And, you know, Josh Tupo might not be anything special uh, in the interior D-line, but with – Larry Ogunjobi going down and how we've talked all season about how, you know, the top level of the defense is pretty good. It's the depth that scares you. So being able to sort of have bodies that you can keep fresh in there on Saturday, especially against what we'll talk about with the Tennessee offense is going to be very helpful. Very, very helpful. Yeah. So before we get into the, you know, the Titans and, you know, potentially this playoff run, I know the Bengals probably on paper have the weakest roster left in the playoffs. And yeah. a lot of the national media has been saying that Colin Coward has been saying that, but even, you know, Colin Coward and other people have been saying there's one difference with the Bengals that other teams don't have. The Titans roster might be better. Um, and to be honest, it might be a lot better, uh, a lot stronger uh, in a lot of areas, but Ryan Tannehill is not better than Joe Burrow. And yeah. this offense has been cooking. And that's what I kind of want to talk about. Yeah. So I get it. Tennessee, you know, their DBs are really good. They have a lot of really good interior rushers. Um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is really good and Autry is really good. They're D tackles. And Harold Landry. Uh, yeah. So I have something on Harold Landry that we'll, that we'll get into. So PFF graded him. So out of his foot, he has 14 and a half sacks, I believe. He's got a lot of sacks. Three sacks are quality sacks. And three sacks are um, three sacks are coverage sacks. Okay. So what I what I what I, I kind of looked into him a little bit. He benefits a lot of how the, the interior guys play, which is really scary because the interior guys for the Bengals have been the problem this year. Yep. And they also have Bud Dupree, who isn't as good as he used to be with the Steelers, but he is fast and really really good to get around that edge. So that's what I'm kind of nervous about this week. But, again, the Bengals' offensive line played well last week. I mean, we talked about that earlier this week. They played well. Um, They don't have a Max Crosby. Um, So, it's going to be interesting to see how Akeem Adeniji and Isaiah Prince, you know, kind of hold up against – and I'm guessing Hale Landry is going to go against Isaiah Prince. And and Jeffrey Simmons is probably going to try to go against Akeem Adeniji as much as possible. And or Trey Hopkins. Yeah. So I think that's a very important point to bring up. But the first point that you made, the fact that right now, if you look at the eight teams left in the playoffs, I think 
the consensus would be the Bengals. Uh, I would say the Bengals are grade low on coaching and grade low on roster talent compared to the other seven teams. Or if you want to just look at the AFC, the other three teams. But what you continuously see throughout the years of teams that advance in the playoffs and teams that make runs in the playoffs uh, recently is quarterback play. And right now, Joe Burrow is playing arguably the best quarterback or best football of any quarterback in the NFL right now. He's got five straight games with a triple digit passer rating. He hasn't thrown an interception in his last four games. And if you want to nitpick, yeah, maybe he is kind of relying on the short game a little bit. But then you look at the advanced stats and it's like, oh, no, Joe Burrow has some of the highest air, air yards per target or air yards per throw of any quarterback in the NFL. And that kind of negates that whole argument. So right now, the Titans secondary is where they are weak. It is in the front seven where they make their hay. They are top five in the league in yards per carry. They are bottom three in the league in receiving yards to wide receivers, receptions allowed to wide receivers, and receiving touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. So there are matchups that the Bengals can exploit in this secondary. The Titans are talented back there, but that is where they are weakest is in the back end. Yeah, so I kind of watched a little film review. Uh, a couple, there's been a couple of film reviews on how the Bengals can exploit the Titans this week on YouTube, and I've kind of watched them. And the matchup that I think the Bengals can really exploit this week, and you said that, you know, their DBs, Kevin Byard's really good. He's really good. But other than that, I mean, they have solid. Trying to solid. Who? Christian. Yeah, Christian Fulton's solid, but Janoris Jenkins is on the other side. You mean Jack Rabbit? I no, dude, stop. They are not like their corners are not very good. No, I and mean. if you don't even have a number one corner, how are you going to have three good corners to stop? You know, you'd have to have a slot to stop Tyler Boyd. I mean, they don't even have they don't even have a number one to stop Jamar Chase or T Higgins. So I'm wondering if they're gonna you know roll coverages over to Jamar and try to make T beat him. But we've seen T you know, go off for 170. Um, are they going to play them straight up? Are they going to play man? Are they going to play quarters? Are they going to play zone? Are they going to man blitz? Are they going to zone blitz? I mean, we don't really know. Um, but I feel confident in whatever they do, the Bengals are going to be able to score points. Yes. Um, yes. And I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. I don't know. Well, let's but get I, to that. Let's get to yeah. that in a second. Yeah. Um, this is a mouthwatering matchup from the, for the Bengals offense for several reasons. Uh, one of them being the fact that, like I, like we've talked about already here, and like so many people have talked about, the fact that the Bengals kind of since the bye week have just decided to open the playbook up and sort of just let it rip with Joe Burrow, you have seen the evolution of this offense. And they're not running as much empty as they did at the beginning of the season. They're running more six-man protections, seven-man protections, and they are still, well, they, Joe Burrow, is still just dissecting defenses and, and, and finding out exactly what they're trying to do and just, boom, hitting the hot route and getting first downs. Um, he is the best quarterback in the league on third down as far as yards per attempt goes. Now, counter that, the Titans, 
defensive scheme is really, really, really good at generating free runners via creepers and via uh, disguises of their blitzes. And that is something that the Bengals should be very, very scared of. And Bengals fans should be very, very scared of for Saturday, because if there's anything the Bengals line has struggled with just overall, it's been allowing free runners right at Joe Burrow, whether they're in empty or not. So that's going to be something that we're going to have to watch on Sunday is we might have to see Joe Burrow make a guy miss in the pocket more than three or four times like he usually has to. Yeah, so uh, Joe Burrow, I listened to an interview. You should listen to it. Anybody listening should listen to it. It's, it was with Chris Sims. Um, and Joe Burrow, uh, Chris Sims asked him, you know, how's the knee feeling or whatever? And, Joe, and you know, how does he make people miss? Um, and Joe Burrow talked about in the beginning of the season, it was frustrating because he, he's always been able to make people miss. And he wasn't making people miss. And he said now he's just starting to feel again, you know, back to a full 100%. So I think it's good that, you know, he's back to a full 100% for this game because they do bring up – they bring a ton of creepers. I saw a bunch of clips on Twitter where they'll bring a safety and the safety's 10 yards back and then he'll just, right before the snap, just take off dead sprint. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Bengals' O-line picks it up. Also, big game for Samaje P. Ryan, I think, in pass protection because they've really struggled lately. All the running backs have of picking up pass pro. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if he can pick up a linebacker, pick up a safety coming off. Or I, I, it'd really be coming up the middle. But yeah. I think that that's a good uh, the, the other good point to bring up. I think this is going to be a huge, huge running backs out of the backfield catching passes. Yes. Game whether that be Mixon, Evans, or Pirine, I think we're going to see a lot of schemed up stuff that tries to get the Bengals running backs matched up on a slot corner or Amani Hooker, the free safety, or yeah. Zach Cunningham, the linebacker. Any of those matchups, Zach Taylor and the Bengals have to feel like they are very, very likely to win those more yeah. than they are going to lose them. The last thing I want to bring up, and then we'll switch over to – kind of the uh, game within the game on Sunday that is Derrick Henry against the Bengals defense. The last thing I want to bring up offensively is, you know, we've seen this evolution of the Bengals offense all season to more of a pass happy approach where, you know, they've kind of abandoned the run and kind of just said, screw it. We're going to put the ball in, in Burrow's hands and let him work. Do you think that because of what the Titans present, as far as a game control team who can kind of make you play their style. Do you think we see more of a, not, not more of a all out commitment to the run, but do you think there is much more of a uh, susceptibility for the Bengals to maybe come out in the first quarter and, you know, we're not going to throw the ball a lot. We're going to try to pound Mixon and, and, and keep the ball with ourselves so that we keep Derrick Henry off the field against our run defense. Yeah, so um, we, we, we can kind of get into the script and what, you know, um, I think that that's going to be important in the first quarter, especially with, with, with the depth issues on the D-line. It's going to be important to keep them as fresh as possible. And especially after, you know, Sam Hubbard and BJ Hill played almost 70 snaps last week. If the Bengals have to play 77 snaps again on defense, they're not winning the football game. 
It, it's just not going to happen because if you give the Titans offense with Derrick Henry 77 snaps at the end of the game, Derrick Henry is going to be averaging like eight yards a carry, you know, what I, because everybody's going to be so tired and he's so big and so strong. Their offensive line is really good. So I think it's going to be important. Yeah. I, to answer your question. Yes. I think they do need to control the ball a little bit in the first quarter, but that being said, that doesn't mean they can't be aggressive and take shots. No, I totally agree. I'm not, I'm not advocating, nor am I yeah. expecting a game plan like the Raiders game was the first time around where it was sort of just like, we're just going to pound Mixon until they stop it. And once they stop it, then we'll take our couple of shots and that's how we'll yeah. win. I think it was, it is more realistic to expect more of a game plan that we saw, you know, um, I don't know, against maybe a team like the Jets where it was a good mixture, more of a mixture than we've seen recently, where it's sort of just been this aired out approach um, between Burrow and Mixon. Now I want to talk about Derrick Henry. So it looks like Derrick Henry is going to play on Saturday. All indications are he's good to go. He's going to be back fully healthy, full workload. Two questions. One, how worried are you about the Bengals' defensive line depth and defensive line substitutions holding up against Derrick Henry? And two, do you think that they can at least control Derrick Henry? And by control, I mean he has less than 150 yards. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think, honestly, I think a controlled game, it's kind of like if you play Jonathan Taylor or or, or somebody like that. It's like they're going to get their 25, 30 carries. If you can keep it under – 4.2, 4.3 yards a carry. I I think that's a win, Um, especially with the emphasis they're going to put on the run game. But, yes, I do have issues with their depth. Um, That's not a surprise. They're going to have two basically practice squad guys rotating in. And even though, uh, you know, that Josh Tupo will play and BJ Hill will play, let's not act like they're all pros. All right. Um, The Bengals have had a really hard time stopping the run lately. Um, and last week, Josh Jacobs kind of showed that yeah. and Derrick Henry is three times the running back and Josh Jacobs is good, but Derrick Henry is three times the running back is Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's the, he's the best running back maybe since the turn of the century. No, well, Adrian Peterson, I dude, a guy that's two fifty that can hit t- 22 miles an hour. I agree. I agree. No, I, I absolutely, I absolutely a hundred percent agree with you. Um, it's scary, but now. Also, let's not act like let's not act like Ryan Tannehill's elite, and also let's not act like um, Julio Jones is still himself. And AJ Brown is easily the best receiver. They have no tight ends. Their running backs out of the backfield stink. Derrick Henry can't catch passes. So you know, kind of going back to the game script, I wanted to say this too. And we talked about this kind of. I said this earlier in the pod uh, earlier this week. The Bengals need to be aggressive in the first half because if they get up. Derrick Henry is rendered useless. Do you remember last year yep. when the Bengals played the Titans? They got up. They got up. And Derrick Henry sat his butt on the sideline because he can't come out of the backfield. Well, he can catch passes. I really don't know why they don't throw passes to him because he's going to freaking break six tackles. I don't understand why they don't do that. But, yeah, it, it, it's just like they, they need to be aggressive because if they get down on this team, it's going to be so, so hard to get back in this one just because they're going to go on a seven-minute drive and give Derrick Henry 12 carries on one drive. It's just it's just the way the game's going to go. Yes. Two important points to bring up in response to what you just said. The number one point being 
Tennessee is ranked second in the NFL in time of possession. They are a team that regardless of how the game goes, they're going to run the ball and work all of their stuff off running the ball. The second point I want to bring up is the Bengals should feel very confident in their defense in this game. Let me tell you why. Because you know Derrick Henry is going to get his, and, you know, you really can't do anything about that. He's the best running back in the league. It's going to happen. Why you feel confident is you have seen better quarterbacks than Ryan Tannehill in game plans where you've made them beat you, i.e. last week against the Raiders with Derek Carr, where the Bengals played light boxes uh, the whole game and just said, we're going to let we're going to let you guys run it. We just don't think Derek Carr can beat us. Mm-hmm. And other game plans like that the rest of the season we've seen against quarterbacks. And the Bengals defense, despite their low rankings in yardage per game and stats like that, the secondary has held up relatively well, and they've been able to generate pressure with four against bad O-lines. And the Tennessee O-line is not good in pass protection. They're bottom 10 in the league in pass block win rate, and they're bottom 10 in the league in the PFF grading system in pass block situation. It's going to be a big week for Trey Hendrickson, and it's going to be a big, big week inside for B.J. Hill. If he – I'm telling you right now, I'm already kind of scared that he's played too well for the Bengals to re-sign him. I think he might get a big contract somewhere else, like a bigger contract, you know, nine mil a year. Um, if he has a big game this week, he is setting himself up for a very, very nice free agency. Because last week he had a great game. Um, he should have gotten half a sack for that Hubbard one on the goal line. And then he got that one in the fourth quarter, basically in crunch time. That should have sealed the game, but Derek Carr threw a laser to uh, Darren Waller. But um, he's been playing really well, and I wanted to bring this up too because I was thinking about this this week. Think about how bad the Giants got fleeced with that Billy Price trade for B.J. Hill. Yeah, That was a fleece. I mean – Giants, what do you expect? (laughs) True, Dave Gettleman. But, yeah, um, the time of possession this week is going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see – Yeah. We're going to see Tennessee. You know what? You know, this is not like a bold prediction by any means, but if Tennessee wins the toss, I would not be shocked in the least if they took the ball and just said, we're going to take it. We're going to run Derrick Henry 10 times. We're going to see where that gets us. Um, But if the Bengals can get into situations where it's third and six, third and seven, anything more than third and five, where they're making the Titans throw it, I really like their chances. Now, that being said, I don't like the way the Bengals match up on the outside with A.J. Brown, but I think if you double-team him, that almost nullifies his impact because he is very physical and he's very big in comparison to the corners that the Bengals have, which are smaller guys who are more quick and handsy with their movements. You need a taller, tougher guy. Would be great if Trey Waynes was healthy and you could use him against A.J. Brown, but – you know, I digress. I don't like the way they match up with AJ Brown, but like you said, Julio Jones is a shell of himself, which yes. is going to have a record day on Saturday. Yeah. And they don't really have a tight end threat, which means Anthony Ferkser is going to go nuts on Sunday or Saturday. Uh, yeah. Here, here's my thing though. And I wanted to say this like before, like earlier in the show, 
this Bengals okay this is this is my thing the Bengals next year might be better in two years the roster might be better before they pay Joe but here's the thing this year might be their best odds at a run yes because of the schedule they have and they have the best their quarterback is playing the best of in this matchup well absolutely and you could argue that he's the be- he's playing the best out of the quarterbacks in the AFC. And I know Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes just had five touchdowns in the wild card. I get that. The Steelers stink. You could argue and it. You, you could argue it. it. You can argue it. I, 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 over the last six, seven weeks, you could yes. definitely argue it. Um, but Joe Burrow is so I, – I, I can't stress this enough – is so much better than Ryan Tannehill. It's not close. And let's not forget the Titans last year against the, the Ravens and the, the wild card, right? Yes, um, they went up what 14 0, something like that, or 10 0, and then ended up losing. Um, so it's it's not a team, I'm not really scared. It's kind of like the Raiders game. Like, if we're playing the Bills, I'm terrified. Yeah, I'm in the Chiefs, I'm terrified. I'm not terrified of the Titans. That can't have they beat some good teams this year? Absolutely, they beat the Rams, um, they beat some really good teams, but beat the Colts twice. Beat the Colts twice. That was when the Colts were kind of slumping. Bills. Yeah. I'm not really – I'm not scared of getting blown out by the Titans. Well, they're not a team that's going to blow you out unless you're the Miami Dolphins, which fraud organization. Um, they're not Free a team Brian, that's going to blow you Free out. Free Brian Flores. Yeah, just because of the way they play football, which if you're the Bengals, that should give you even more confidence because you're going to be within one to two scores the entire game more than likely. Yeah. And if you're within – a score going into the fourth quarter, you yes. have to love your chances okay. with number nine sitting back there making stuff happen. With with the Titans secondary situation, with their corners, you know, with the Monty Hooker playing safety, I, you know, okay, again, Kevin Byard's good, but with their secondary, I, I'm just not really – if they can protect, I'm very confident that they have a, a, a very good chance. I agree with you. Now, the last thing I want to bring up before I get a prediction from you is special teams, because there is a certain player in this game who I hate with my entire with my entire being, because he is he for lack of a better term. No, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to be rude. He sucks. And that is fat Randy, Randy Bullock for the Tennessee Oilers. I hate him. Um, do you think he still has that cramp? I swear to God, if this comes down to a Randy Bullock field goal from any more than 50 yards and he hits it, I am going to be – I'm going to be inordinately angry because of how many games he lost the Bengals over however many years he was here because I blocked that out of my memory. I don't remember how many years he was here. I'm going to be pissed if it's him that wins the game for them. Yeah, so it was funny. Earlier this year, it was – remember when the Titans lost to the Jets? Yep. And they were going to oh, kick yeah, a field goal to tie. Goal. He missed the field goal to tie. Uh, and it wasn't close. Uh, Randy's not, you know, what's really funny is Randy Bullock has like a top, he's like top 30 in NFL history for uh, field goal percentage. <laughs> you can give me any rankings you want. I would still take, I would still take me on a Friday night at 1138 over him in a kicking competition any day of the week. You at Ethel at 1138 on a Friday? That Randy is a disgrace. And he, he is the soul. You know what? 
I, I, I don't want to say anymore hey. because I'm just going to get myself even angrier. I hey, you should, listen, you shouldn't be angry. This is what I, this is what I've been telling myself. I'm not mad at the past Bengals. You know why? Because the past Bengals, I love Andy Dalton because he played so bad. He got us Joe Burrow and fat Randy was so bad. He lost his games in the moment. We got Jamar chase. I'm not mad. You know what? That's a good point. You bring up. I still hate yeah. it, but that's a good point. You bring up Andy. Yeah. Andy Dalton played so bad that in that, in that, in that 2020 draft, our first three picks are borderline all pro picks. I'm not mad. Burrow Higgins. Wilson, I'm not mad. I don't disagree. But either way, speaking about special teams, which is going to matter as 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 the Bengals hopefully continue on in the playoffs, it does pay for the Bengals to have such an advantage in that area. They are a disciplined team on special teams. They rarely miss kicks. They rarely miss assignments. Outside of the Darius Phillips game, they are very, very unlikely to turn the ball over. Um consistency is key in games like this and control the controllables and, or as Frank Pollock likes to say, master the mundane. This is a game where special teams could be big in that aspect because if fat Randy misses a kick, which probably will happen because he sucks, you got to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah. And also um, the Bengals' path this year, I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't change any of the wins. I wouldn't want to beat the Jets. Um, the Titans don't have a lot of playoff winning experience. So it's awesome because we talked about this, you know, kind of before how we didn't want to face the Bills or the Chiefs, and we wanted them to have to play each other to knock each other out. Um, I mean, we have our dream scenario sitting right in front of us. Now, I'm not saying the Titans aren't good. I'm not saying the Bengals are going to win this week. Exactly. The Titans are the one seed for the reason. The Titans probably are the the second worst team, you know, if you're going by roster left in the playoffs. Eh, I mean, they beat the 49ers and they beat the Rams. True. But, I mean, but if, if I'm going for one game, if I'm going one game, I'm taking Kyle Shanahan over the Titans. And if I'm going one game, I'm taking Sean McVay over the Titans in a playoff game. I could get on board with that. That being said, they're the one seed for a reason, and that reason is they are kind of an uninspiring, tough guy football team, which, you know, when you're playing at home and you're off a week's rest against a team that has some injuries in the trenches, that could really wear on a team as the game goes on, Um, speaking about – you know, how the two different approaches to football go. All right. That's enough of that. The Titans are minus three and a half for Saturday. Looks like good weather, upper thirties, no winds really to speak of no precipitation. Looks like a sunny day in the music city along the, I think it's the Tennessee river. Maybe it's the Cumberland river. I don't know. I don't particularly care. The Titans are minus three and a half. The over under is 47 and a half. Give me a prediction, and also give me a prediction for Bills Chiefs Sunday. Yes. Okay, um, I will start with Bills Chiefs because I okay. want to end on Bengals Titans. Bills Chiefs is has the potential to be game better than that to beat to be better than that Chargers Raiders game. Game of, um, the, game of the year potential, um, Chiefs lost to the bills at arrowhead earlier this year i think the i think the bills beat the chiefs this week 
Josh Allen's on fire. Um, the Chiefs have started slow in games. Um, they started slow last week against the Steelers. I understand they scored 42 points. I get it. I'm going to take the Bills. Um, and I don't really have a score for that. Um, I just think the Bills are going to win. And uh, Bengals Titans, three and a half. Who? this is a tough one. Um, oh, God. All right. Joey B's on fire. I'm going to go Bengals 28, Titans 24. So you got to cover a money line outright and the over. So the you've over. got Bengals, Bills in Buffalo next yes. at 3 o'clock. Which would be great for the NFL. That would be great for the NFL. It would be great for the NFL. It would be a rematch of the 1989 AFC Championship that the Bengals won to go to the Super Bowl. So yeah, I think the Bengals get their first road playoff win of the the team's franchise yes. this week. So I'm in a conundrum because I really do think that the Bengals have the chutzpah and the with lack of a better term, the balls to go in there and, and sort of just air it out and win this game. But then my heart brings me back to reality. It says, yeah, it's almost too good to be true at this point because this Bengals roster, while it is solid in a lot of areas is not built for a playoff run yet. And I'm not saying that I, I, I don't think they can make a playoff run because when you have a quarterback playing as well as Joe Burrow is, pretty much anything is possible right now. That being said, I think that it, there are a lot of factors at play that just tell me maybe this is not the time for the Bengals to make it back to that AFC championship for them to win this first road playoff game. I think the Titans – are going to be able to to mostly control the game. So I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to take the Titans 31 to 30. Um, I think that – and for the fact that I'm saying it's going to be 31 to 30, I think it's a game where the Bengals are behind by one score for most of the game, and then at the end they score and make it 31 to 30, and, and that ends up being the final score. Um. So I think the Bengals lose, um, but I think it's going to be a really, really good game to see next year is the time. Well, here, yeah, here, yeah. So, you know, and obviously we'll have a pod after talking, um, but at this point, we talked about this before, Bengals are playing with house money. They got the monkey off their back. They got the 31 years off the back. Um no one would really talk about no road playoff wins because a playoff wins a playoff win. Um, and they got one last week, so they got it off their back. So the pressure is entirely on the Titans this week because oh, if, absolutely. You're, if you're the one seed and you lose to a team that was four, 11, and one last year in the first round at your house after getting a week off, not that they're ever going to fire Mike Vrabel for a couple of years there are going to be some hard questions that need to be asked in Tennessee if they lose this game on, on Saturday. Well, absolutely. And absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, is that say the Bengals lose, right? I'm really not going to be that upset. I'm going to be, I'm going to be upset that the season's over, but this run they've been on this year, this is arguably probably two years too early. 
And the Bengals are in a unique position when it comes to the AFC. I'm going to talk about this quickly. Then I'm going to give my Bills Chiefs. Then I'll give you trivia and then we'll get out of here because this has already gone on pretty long. The Bengals are in a really good position in the AFC. They are in the, they have the best cap situation of any playoff team. They have arguably the best young quarterback. And by young, I mean a guy that's still on his first contract in the AFC. And they have weapons upon weapons that are under contract for the next two seasons. And the only one that's up after those two seasons is Tyler Boyd. So, you know, this is a Bengals team that if they win on Saturday, all of a sudden it becomes, oh my God, these next couple of years, they're not, they may not make the Super Bowl. They might not win the Super Bowl. They're going to be a damn headache for everybody in the league. And, and Saturday, winning on Saturday would go a long way to saying to everybody, we're here and the time is now in 2022. So I don't think they get it done, but I think that they've done enough thus far to build on it this off season. And, and next year, I think is going to be an awesome year, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, real quick on the Chiefs bills. I think the Chiefs are going to win handily. And I think it's because the Bills finally get over that Patriots hump and they finally win the AFC East when the Patriots are also good. And then last week they slaughter the Patriots. I mean, they slaughter. And yes, they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead this season, but in Arrowhead, in the playoffs, and the Chiefs have improved so much from that first time around. There's a reason the Chiefs are a field goal favorite after losing to this same Buffalo team by 18. So I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I think it's – I don't think it's particularly close. I think it's 38-21 Chiefs. And then I've got the Titans and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, which I think would be a pretty good game, pretty good game. Yeah, I, I have a real quick question. Hypothetically, say you were wrong. Uh, I know you're 100% on your picks um, throughout the history of uh, – of, of your existence, but, uh, but just say, say, say the Bengals won, right. And who do you like them matching up better with? I know we'll t- if, if they win, we'll talk about it next week. I just want, I just want to hear your thought now. I think it's the bills. Who do you think it is? I think it's the bills too. Yeah. I think that while the bills might be playing better football, especially if they beat the chiefs on set on yeah. Sunday, they will be like the hotter team and they will have the home field advantage the Bengals had to throw everything that they had at the chiefs the first and time. And they around. still barely won. And they still barely won. But also when you give a coach like Andy Reed, everything that you have in your arsenal, the first time around, he is going to have some awesome stuff cooked up the second time. around. Yeah. That being said, I think the bills, the bills might have a better roster on paper than the um, chiefs but there's much more variability with the bills. And we've seen that this season, the chiefs were bad at the beginning, but they're really good. Now the bills, they've kind of been good all season, but they've also had those clunker performances losing to the Jags, losing to the Patriots in that wild Monday night game, struggling a little bit with bad teams throughout the season, getting walloped by the Colts. There's enough that I've seen out of the bills that makes me think, okay, the Bengals have a better chance in Buffalo than they do in Kansas City. Okay, uh, one last question and then trivia. Do you think the Bengals have a shot at a Super Bowl run? Yes. Okay, this year. As long as you have a quarterback that is not turning the ball over 
and you have a defense that is playing opportunistic football, which the Bengals have right now, you can make it to a Super Bowl. And to be perfectly honest with you, no team in the NFC scares me. The Bengals played the Packers close the first time around, albeit because of some missed field goals and some um, some luck as far as Rodgers throwing a rare interception. But if you're the Bengals, you have to feel really confident because no team that is in the playoffs has beaten you in regulation. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I agree. So you and a young team with confidence is really really dangerous this yeah time. It, everybody keeps saying i know we're, we're going on a while here but it, it, it's it's a playoff you know it's playoffs uh a lot of people are saying the Bengals are too young to realize they're not supposed to be good <laughs> uh and that's kind of true i mean it, it, it is kind of true they they're, they're playing with a swagger where they don't really know you know the history of the Bengals. um so that, that, that that's something that's actually really nice that's a great point to bring up when you have a team who is pretty much entirely made up of guys that weren't in Cincinnati before this new coach got here. The fact that they've seen this build for the last two years with this coach, whereas they weren't here for those Marvin years, you have a buy-in and a confidence that this time of year, you can go win against anybody and they've beaten the chiefs. So very, very dangerous team and Tennessee has a lot to be worried about and a lot of pressure on them on Saturday because the Bengals aren't supposed to be here. The Bengals are this team that is here, whether you want to argue about the rest or not, they're here because they got lucky with some calls last week. Some people are saying, you know what? A team, I'll take it. I'll take team, it. A team with nothing to lose is really dangerous in this league. The Bengals saw it against the Jets this year. The Bengals saw it against several other teams this year. The Titans, I think, better be really careful on Saturday afternoon um, with how they play this. All right. So that goes on a little longer than we expected. But trivia. Playoffs. I was going to ask you when the last time the Bengals won a road playoff game was, but then that's right. The Bengals are one of only two teams to never have won a road Who's the other one? And that is one of two trivia questions today. There are two teams in the NFL that have never won a road playoff game. Who are they? Well, one's the Bengals. Who's the other one? Lions. No, it is not the Browns. Lions. Browns. It's not the Browns. Oh, gosh. Can you give me a conference? It is the AFC. Jags? Nope. Texans? Texans. Okay, all right. I knew it was one of the expansion teams. Yeah, the Texans yeah. are the only other team that has never won a road playoff game. Have the Texans ever won a, a playoff game against the Bengals? <laughs> I'm forgetting. <laughs> My memory is uh, failing me. PTSD <laughs> big time right there from 11. What's TJ Yates doing now? Do you think he's selling State Farm Insurance or Allstate? Well, he's back at North Carolina probably taking real classes to get his degree. <laughs> he left early? <laughs> No, but <laughs> no, but he, he, I, his degree is fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the second trivia question today. So since the Titans moved to Tennessee, the, the Oilers moved to Tennessee in 1998. They changed their name to the Titans in 2009, or 2009. Good, good grief! They moved to Tennessee in 98. 
they changed their name to the Titans in 99. And that is when they started playing at the stadium that they play in currently. It was Adelphia Coliseum then, then it was LP Field, and now it's Nissan Stadium. The Bengals have played seven times at this stadium against the Tennessee football team. What is their record in those seven games? I'm going to go four and three. You're close. The Bengals are three and four all time against the Tennessee Titans at the current stadium. Um, The most recent win coming in 2011 with your boy, Andy Dalton, at quarterback. So the Bengals look to get the 500 this weekend in Tennessee against the Titans. Now, one quick thing I wanted to ask. So we call the Patriots the Pats, and we call the Buccaneers the Bucks, and we call the Jags the Jaguars the Jags. So I'm not going to say this for some of our audience members that might get offended, but what gives with not calling the Titans by a different name? I don't know. That, 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 that is weird. Um, <clears throat> it could be uh, some, you know, some FCC regulations, um, but you know, I'm not too sure. That's a good question. Just, just a thought that pops <laughs> into my head on occasion, you know, um, that's all I got for you guys. That's all we got for you guys. It's been a really good episode. We've t- talked a lot of good football. Um, it's a big one on Saturday. And if the Bengals win, then you really start to, oh, my God, they might be able to do this thing this year. Um, but nonetheless, let's worry about Saturday first, 4.30 uh, in Nashville against the Oilers. It's on. I love Mike Vrabel, but I'm cheering against him on Saturday because who day and go Bengals. Who day. Who day. Who day.